This is Minnesota Liberty, brought to you by the Libertarian Party of Minnesota, bringing you peace, prosperity, and freedom from the land of 10,000 lakes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Minnesota Liberty podcast. I almost forgot what I was doing there for a second. Did you almost call it Minnesota Weekly? I'm not sure what I... Oh my God. I've done that so many times. Um, I'm your host, Rebecca Whiting, and this is James Gentleman, who's co-hosting with me today. And um, we are going to speak to a fellow Liberty lover, Dee Nash. And um, But with, before that, I'm going to let James do the announcements. Yeah, we've got a few announcements. So we've got Libertarian meetups all throughout the state coming up in Mankato on July 3rd. That's this coming Monday at Polito's Pizza. Forgive me if I mispronounced that. Uh, the Mankato area affiliate is going to be meeting. Um, so July 11th, CD5, that's my home affiliate here in Minneapolis. We will be meeting back at the Spring Street Tavern in Northeast. Um, July 12th, a very special event. A party member has rented out the Man Theater in Champlin to show the documentary Ithaca that uh, revolves around Julian Assange's family. Um, I saw that a couple of months ago, and it was phenomenal. I'll be there again on July 12th. Um, you don't want to miss it. If you're able to make it out, please do. Uh, it's free of charge, although they are asking for a donation to Julian Assange's legal defense. Um, and then finally, uh, this is a bit of a ways out, but on July 23rd, um, the women's affiliate down in Goodhue and Dakota counties, uh, and I am so sorry, I can never remember the full name of that affiliate, but it's the Libertarian Women of Dakota and Goodhue counties. Thank you. Uh, uh, forgive me, Ashley, for botching that again. Um, there's a Women in Government Symposium um, that will feature a number of uh, ladies of liberty who are in elected office or appointed office in various government positions. Um, so you won't want to miss that either. And with that, let's bring on our guest, Dean Ash. Hi. Hey. How's it going? You can hear me. Yep. Oh, yeah, we can hear you. We're still there. Yeah, you were having some mic troubles when we first started, but I think we I think those are those are resolved. So we're good to go. You know, I think that's actually I, I'm pretty sure with every guest we've had, we've had mic troubles going yeah. into this. So yeah. um, he's, he's an asshole. Mike is a total jerk. He, yeah. Screw mm-hmm. that guy. For real. Um, so we thought that it would be good to, you know, talk to you. And I'm gonna let you kind of introduce yourself and you know, tell us about who you are, that kind of thing, and then let the conversation just kind of evolve from there. Well, I'm Dean Ash. I am a musician primarily. I also make uh, special effects teeth for the alternative Halloween crowd and, and so forth. I've been doing that for a pretty long time. Well, doing both for many decades. So moved out to Minnesota a couple years ago and my family's from here. My mom's side are, are uh, based down in Candy, Ohio County. And um, I'd been living elsewhere for most of my life, but always stopping in and, and coming for reunions and so forth. And just a couple years ago, figured, you know, something's coming. Don't know what. Feels weird. I'm going where the food, water, and guns are and spoke <laughs> to my partner about it. And and said, are you coming? She says, okay. So we came out here and found a house and duped somebody into giving us financing and uh, uh, came back to New York, got a truck, piled in it, came out, unpacked it, and the world ended. So, and a lot's been happening ever since, uh, politically, socially, <laughs> biologically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, um, and I, I guess I met Rebecca under a year ago, a little under, maybe a year ago. Yeah, I don't really remember exactly. Something I was looking at. Well, yeah. After after the last election cycle, I was sort of looking for some different options and uh, knew where I kind of wouldn't be able to go. But uh, I mean, most of us in our conversations, you're in my conversations, you know, we lean more conservative as it's referred to these days. You know, that's kind of where we are, whether or not we like to label ourselves. But um, anybody who's not in that other far camp is kind of, 
you know, and, and, and even libertarian values are traditionally conservative values in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. They're, you know, your own sort of, you know, you don't want to be doing too much bad shit to other people, but you want to be left alone to your devices to do your thing, you know, and that's something that resonates, I think, not just through parties, but the human spirit, you know, it's, it's how do you tell a, an animal out there in the wild you're not allowed to use your claws or your fangs or something, or you're not allowed to fight back or you, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, and just so from just a visceral human standpoint, we have a lot of commonalities, whether we be conservative, libertarian, Republican, you know, independent, uh, and so forth. So, um, uh, I came looking, uh, uh, at uh, the Libertarian Party and others, and, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen this time around. And, um, you know, what's the best uh, route to take over the Himalayas here to, <laughs> you know, to try and, and, and figure out what's uh, where we go forward as a country and everything like that, because the last thing you want to have is 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 what we're heading towards <laughs> at yeah. breakneck speed so yeah who's got the answers and what are the answers yeah that's still pretty up in the air you know and, and all we can do is make the decisions that we have the information to make the decisions for currently and then just hope that it's enough to work it out so well you know it's again you have a lot of things that you didn't really think you were going to see in first off a lot of people are getting political and people have not been really political heavily political political since say the 60s and the 70s everybody kind of went to sleep for a little bit and they wore politics like a bad politics became like a plastic container in the 90s and so forth it just it all became sort of more televised less about the issues more about the personalities you know, sort of pulling things apart but a lot of people are starting to wake up and kind of go well this isn't working and and uh some places do work some ideas do work but uh i think you're really coming down to sort of a crux between a state solution and an individual solution yep. and uh i would say that with uh however anecdotal it might be but my growing up experience being outside the country being raised outside the country coming here seeing the differences and everything like that uh you know once once this american experiment goes away it doesn't come back for you know, it's not going to be replicated elsewhere in the world, you know. So this is – it's time to really start, you know, grappling the issues and finding the commonalities because as different as the sides are, I mean, there still are many things that people agree on across the board. So you're only going to get forward if you still have room to reach out to the people on your commonalities and bring them along. You know, you don't want to be the group that says, my solution is you stop breathing. <laughs> That'll fix everything, you know, because we've seen this before, you know, and and uh, you can I'm sure all of us have experienced, you know, speaking to certain people and, and they just, you know, what well, I can't be your friend anymore. Unfriend, you know, delete, you know, or cancel or whatever like that, you know, and, and you have to be willing to uh, meet somebody on the field of ideas to figure out which ones work and which ones are going to survive. Right. You know? Cause if the only idea is my way or I shoot you <laughs> my way, or we weld you in your house, you know, things like that. And I, I don't mean to be hyperbolic. This happens elsewhere in the world and has to some degree happened here. So, you know, we don't want to go back that direction. Yeah. For the, I mean, we've lived through the years of, Actually, I don't. This is going on YouTube. So should I say the the c word? With the, the it happened. Movement. It happened. It won't yeah. We all know you what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, the last the few years that we went oh, through with with the uh, you know the pandemic stuff and all of that, and then the government response, and then I think the willingness. Did that just go through your ears? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fine. 
a little bit. It came through. I don't know what that is. I think I'm positive it's on my end because it happened before I signed on. Sorry. No, it's fine. But, you know, and I can't remember where I was going with that. It's fine. How, through the pandemic, through the pandemic years. Oh, you yeah. And then, you know, the government's uh, willingness to control the people, but the, also the people's willingness to be controlled. That's almost more concerning because we already know that the government exists to control the people. It's but by the, def by definition, it has to keep order and con and right. some semblance of yeah. But it can only have as much power as we allow it. And, and people were just very willing to just give everything up for the sake of a little bit of security against a virus. Well, at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own health, and you can't expect people to. <sighs> just drop their lives. I mean, a lot of people did. It was devastating financially for me because I didn't go on any state. I didn't go out for anything. I just ate my savings. My, you know, for once I'm like, I got savings and we got, we're going to do this and this, and then we got to stay indoors and do nothing except, you know, and $2,000 didn't cut it guys, you know, not for nothing. What well, was it? 3000 at the end of the day or something like that, or 20, whatever it was that we all got by default. Uh, you know, the worst part about it, though, really, when you think about it, is the you're essential, you are not essential. You're essential, you're not essential. Mm -hmm. And again, look at the people who are pushing this stuff. These are people who walk around every day and just offhandedly, oh, there's too many people. There's just too many people. You know, well, we get that as a mom up to a large family. Um, you know, sometimes when I introduce and I'm like, you know, they talk about kids and they say like, Oh, how many kids you have? And I tell them they're there. You never know, but I've gotten that response enough times for people to be like, don't you know, there's a population crisis. Yeah. And yeah. for me to be like, eh, I don't know. There's a resource know, management the crisis. There's a resource management crisis. You know, it's, 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 it, 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 we could have double, we could have 10 times the population we have if we could manage resources properly. You know, and, and we're in a we're in a transitional phase right now where we're trying to jump around and bump around and do all these kinds of new things. We don't know the long term effects of of of. Say the the sources of energy that we're using and so the new ones and everything, you know, we don't exactly know what this is going to do in the long term, how much it's going to take to pull out of the ground and this and that. And the other thing would I'm I'm a nuclear person. I think most of the universe operates on nuclear. We got to find a way to make it. Livable to be not blow yeah. us up kind of thing, yeah. you know, but I mean, yeah. you know, so it's out there. The secrets are out there. But I think I think, for instance, when they look at the green energy thing, there's no way. With those things that they're suggesting that everybody gets to come along, mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be able to get an electric car. You're going to take the bus. This is this is all control and shoveling you towards a who is this? Hate to bring up Soros, but uh, no, it's not him. I want you know, it's not him. It's uh, Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Uh, yeah. and 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 the guy who goes out and does the lecture stuff. I can't remember his name, Yarum something, or I, I have no idea. Weird name, but he talks about you know, the new generation, they're just stoned and they play their video games and they will just die and go away. And you know, it's all just sort of you look at everything in society right now, it's leading towards. Fewer people. That is the goal that's going on. You know, whether or not it's intended, let's say, the goal, it is It is the direction that we're going. And mm -hmm. there are people who are on record who are very happy about this, you know, and, and you could get into all kinds of conspiracy theory stuff, but we are not uh, – we're not reproducing at the same rate that we were. And you look at – Western cultures, their their birth rates are way, way, way down. This is why there's the argument to import people who are of breeding tradition and so forth, and 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 you know find find your babies that way because somebody's got to pay into the system and somebody's got to work the this and work the that. And uh, but then there are a lot of people who say, well, we're on the cusp of AI and mechanization, mechanization, and and so forth. And we're not going to need all these people. And all these people end up being is just people who are going to be angry one day and cranky and want to come take something from you, you know. So it would be great if there weren't so many of them. 
and you hear people talk about this and I, it's just the most reprehensible thing in the world like of all the solutions we have none of my solutions require anybody else to go away <laughs> yeah you know so just from a fundamental level you can't you know you got to get these people off the the death cult thing you know there's a real and that's that's a negative that's a negative thing in in society that dr brings you down you know you want people to be up and to like life and to do well for themselves and then they can help other people and so forth but but just going and arbitrarily taking from people and r distributing this and one of the and then having your tell you that you can't do anything if you don't have s16s it's <laughs> that's the dumbest shit you could ever say as a freaking politician especially the leader of a country one that's lost to several several different countries who didn't have s16s you know so that's an empty threat right there one of the okay. predictions that people were making during covid i'm sorry during the the virus that shall not be shall named, not be named. Um, it's a hard uh, reference totally the, the bug <laughs> the, yeah so they were saying a lot of people were saying look this is just a this is just a training exercise for the environmental lockdowns that are coming the environmental the, the, all of this is really about uh creating this sort of climate change driven totalitarian state um and now here in minnesota especially uh and i'm guessing probably in your old neck of the woods dinash um we're seeing all of this air quality stuff and you know if you if you can stay home do stay home um and like my my across the street neighbor was outside doing yard work in an n95 mask um i'm wondering if well first of all if if lockdowns had not been so thoroughly botched and are not now so unpopular do you think that they would be handling this air quality crisis so-called um in much the same way that they handled COVID? Um, well, I don't, I don't know how you could possibly say uh, COVID was botched. I think it accomplished a lot of what it set out to do. And I'm, and I'm, again, I'm not going to play conspiracy theory with that. People got sick. There were some people who it reacted with. Some people got ill. I think some people were made more ill. I think there was a lot of lie going on. And I think all we have to do is look at some of the public statements made by not only the, the, the biotech companies, but also by world leaders and so forth. That turned out to be patently false. It's just you lied. On that, you think we're going to trust you to... I have no idea what that is. You think they're going to, we think the people are going to trust them again, you know, to, to, they, they've even said it. I mean, there are public, there, there's another pandemic coming. There's a something coming the next time. Monkeypox. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't even want to touch that one. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, but it's all it's 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 the it, projection. A lot of people are using a lot of projection and blaming other people and naming other people things that they themselves are. And when they're going misinformation, disinformation, they are the ones who, time and again, are shown to be the ones who are the purveyors of the biggest disinformation. You know, it's it is what it is. And why are you doing it? I still say I think they want a lot of people gone it just it, because everything points towards it everything is just pointing towards it people are there's more violence there's more cancer there's more heart attacks there's more this there's bowel cancer and young people now there's all these things people could do things to fix but it's it's totalitarian like you said it'll be completely just a you know uh, a, a jackboot down kind of thing but at the end of the day i still think they just look at it like the best solution to this is get rid of people did you watch listen or watch the rogan um interview with um robert kennedy Jr.? no i like him though he's got a cool body <laughs> and uh and and i i think i think just on that alone 
I would vote for him for one reason, if no other. And that's, you know, not for nothing. Trump said, you elect me, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to release the JFK papers. And we never heard about it again. I think if there's one person who would go in there and release whatever information there is and open up those files, it would be the son and the nephew of the Kennedy dynasty. You know, the people who were murdered. It yeah. just, I think if anybody in the, on, the, on the planet was going to do it, it would be them, you know, and, or him rather. And, and uh, I don't have, I, I really have no more bar for president at this point. I kind of, I'd like to fix the situation in this state and have a, 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 a governor who actually doesn't think that everybody outside the three cities is a piece of garbage, you know, I mean, just, rocks and cows. <laughs> and there's a rocks and cows party starting up, you know, uh, that riled a lot of people up. And, uh, uh, I don't know. You look at, look at the way that they handled the riots and everything like that, you know, just bad choice after bad choice. And again, I think they were trying, they're trying to create bad. I just, I, if they were trying to fix things, things would maybe get fixed. It seems like everything that they do makes it worse. Now, sooner or later, people realize, shoot, maybe I should correct course here and make things better. It's, it's worse because they want it worse. That's the only, that's the only answer at this point. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Tom Woods cites somebody who uh, says something similar to that. Basically, like the question is, are are they evil or dumb? And Ignatius Valmalam, that and, is and that the, is one of my favorite things. Well, and the and the answer, I mean, you'd think that if they were just dumb, that sometimes sometimes the outcome would not be the worst possible outcome. They would accidentally right. get it you right. Know, they, they, they would accidentally get it right if they mm-hmm. were just if they were just dumb. If they were just dumb. But they're not. The people behind the people are very, very smart. Mm-hmm. The people, there's some dumb in there. But that dumb has also been enforced and created and so forth. Like there's a huge, huge victim complex mentality out there in the world right now today, especially in this country. Total first world problems. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I lived in the third world for many years. Ugh. The people here sometimes have no freaking idea how the, how good they've got it. They just don't. That's why everybody comes here if they haven't noticed. We don't have people streaming out of the country. We have people streaming into the country for a reason. It's better here than over there. And But the people who, who hate this place, they, they don't understand the way the rest of the world works. So there's there's a real detachment, and they've been made this way. They have been for generations now in the schools and everything. It's been a fight to the lowest common denominator. You have to take away. If you want a slave, you take away somebody's belief in themselves and the hope for the future. If you can take away their belief in themselves and their hope for the future, you've got a slave. And you have a nihilist that you can throw at any problem that comes down and say, that's their fault. Go get them. You know, and it's me, 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 and I'm a victim. And they are victims. They've been victimized by people, I believe, who've set them up to be stupid. They do it through, through, through well, social media and everything today now. Uh, but they've done it through media and movies and music. And, you know, I loved, I loved watching Rage Against the Machine rage for Big Pharma. You know, you can't you can't come to my, you know, fuck you if you don't put that in your arm. Fuck you if you don't put that. They, seriously, I'm ever going to listen to you about being this. Oh, the power to the people. Stay indoors. You're killing me if you don't take that. Chicken. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> the 90s was a lie. <laughs> it was. The whole thing, the 90s was a psyop. I think we were so happy at the end of the 80s. Remember, we had like. Webster and we had and we had Fresh Prince and we had all of these like white culture and black culture was coming together and we were all starting to get along and we were the prejudices were going away and I'm sorry I saw it I was I lived through it I was here people were getting cool and all of a sudden they weren't allowed to be cool with each other anymore and we started having the hate here and the hate there and I saw this I went to college in the early 90s and the indoctrination was hard and strong at that point. And that's because the hippies finally had the reins of power. 
by the end of the 80s into the early 90s, these peace-loving hippies who grew up and went to Woodstock got to be the fascists that they always wanted to be. And it's called the long march through the institutions. They took over government. They took over uh, the schools. They took over everything. And I don't mean by hippies, but it was... It was that generation of people who came out of the enlightened 60s with all the drug use and everything and all the fight the power man and, you know. And now they are the power and the control. And now they are the power. And their children are the ones who are running around eating Tide Pods. and Well, older than that. Those, I guess, are the, are the, the, the Zoomers. But, you know, um, but the millennials are, are, are by and large children of the the low boomer high high xer you know Mm -hmm. uh era and uh and the millennials are just my god you know i'd love to see a reshoot of lost (laughs) and see how they handle it they wouldn't make it a day without the cell phone i'm being hyperbolic i mean but as an older person not that old uh, I, I I grew up climbing trees and skinning my knees and 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 being out you know the old sort of things that you see on the memes on on the internet you know until mom screamed at you you know be be home by the time the streetlights are on sort of thing you know I was doing that in Indonesia third time's a charm so we should <laughs> have it no, out it's going to keep going I'm going to have to you know what I don't even know if that will work. Oh God! It's cool. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm, I'm time stepping him, so I'll be able to mute it. Uh, okay. After, after we're done. Is that Harrison Bergeron? Have you ever read Harrison Bergeron? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like the earpiece. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yep. what sick in the head teacher reads this to a fourth grade class? But I got read <laughs> third grade, third or fourth grade. Wow. Oh, oh, I was in Indonesia. They we were. I moved back to the U.S. in '83. I was four years ahead in one of the best public school systems in the country. I was four years ahead. That meant I started, I got so angry. I started bringing in pre-graded work from this workbook. I had the same workbook I had in the second grade. Jeez. So I started bringing in stuff dated, you know, A plus 1979, you know, teacher got really upset and I got put into special ed because they just needed to separate me from the kids. Cause I'm going, <laughs> Hey, but the, but we were read this story, Harrison Bergeron. If anybody has not heard of it, Kurt Vonnegut was a brilliant writer from the last century. And, and uh, he had a series of essays from nine, from the mid 1950s and 1960s that he put together in a book called welcome to the monkey house. And if you like black mirror, read that. And it's, there's a small, it's this collection of short stories. And one of them is called Harrison Bergeron. And boy, does it really, it's today is prescient and but that's what the sound is like yeah so audience i'm hopefully you're not hearing it but uh d nash's microphone keeps making a terrible sound um <laughs> no it's something in, it's something in my in my console oh i don't well, know you, what it is you, you very masterfully uh brought her brought it around to harrison bergeron i just i just put a twitter poll up to see uh how many people had read that in high school and i think the majority the majority of people who were in high school pre 9-11 read it, uh, but the majority after 9-11 did not. Um, I, read I, gra- I graduated in 2001 mm-hmm. and we read it my sophomore year, I think. Uh, yeah, that would have been American literature. So it was either sophomore or senior year. Um, and it, it, yeah, I, I try to reread it like, you know, at least once a year or so. It's, uh, uh, it's great. It's I, I send the link to the PDF all the time to everybody and just read this like that and animal farm are the two things I say everybody must read. I make my kids read that for homeschool. That's, that's one of the, the benefit of homeschool, right? Like I get to make my, my required. You get to make it like old school, yeah, (laughs) which was school school. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to especially have you on and James on at the same time, because both of you belong to a similar demographic. And so I would like to speak on that. Although, honestly, I'm not entirely sure how to approach it. I've been trying to like, you know, figure this out in my mind Um, because you guys have different perspectives about things and it is Pride Month. Right. So and I still. Yeah, kind of like you guys to have that conversation together on, you know, your perspectives, American culture versus um, pride and LBGQT or, you know, those kinds of things. 
your experiences, your um, philosophy within that, and then how that relates to you and, you know, how you just live your life and that kind. So um, I'll let James lead with that because I've done all the talking. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, that's, that's where I was kind of hoping that this would go at some point. So there you go. And now you got to figure out what to do with it. Sure. Yeah. I, well, so my, I guess like evolution um, has, it's been pretty, it's been pretty broad. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I came out of, I came out of the closet in 2001, like right after, right after I graduated from high school. Um, and, you know, I mean, back then, I guess I was just sort of like your standard issue, gay, left wing, like, yeah, I'm gay, therefore, I must also be progressive kind of attitude. Um, and I was a big fan of Michael Moore. And I was a big fan of uh, Howard Dean, because he was the anti-war Democrat. And I still had delusions that the Democrats could possibly be anti-war. Um, and I don't know, eventually, I guess it's not even eventually, I mean, it's pretty, it's, I guess it's not recent anymore, but like as recently as 2012, you know, I was still, uh, I think by then I was libertarian. I was even a party member. Um, but I was still, I was still pretty like woke, I guess. Like, you know, I, I, um, uh, I, I was just absolutely celebratory that the, that the ballot initiative to ban gay marriage didn't pass in 2012. Um, I also thought that, that, you know, voter ID was racist. Like I just basically bought all of the, all of the narratives um, that so are fed racist. by the, I know. Because <laughs> black people can't get a driver's license. It's yeah, that's the, that's the racist stance. Um, uh, so just in the last few years, I guess, I, I've really become a lot more like I don't know. Hoppian is probably the the right word, although I'm hesitant to call myself a Hoppian because there are certain libertarians who think that Hoppe is, you know, basically Hitler. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't think that a community should. I, I think that communities have the right to decide who they accept, and so you know, I live in Minneapolis and. Here, well, the, the, the right to the right to uh, uh, as, uh, not assembly, but um, what is it? Uh, freedom of, of uh, association. association. Yeah, includes freedom to disassociate. I would right. assume if you're going to have the freedom to do that, you also have the freedom to say no. But well, exactly. Bye. So you know, I, I don't think that that's unjust. I think that you know, it, depending on what your community values, um, you know, yeah. I, I live in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a progressive monoculture, basically. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, basically here, if you're a straight white man, you're, you're the, you're the one who's looked down upon. Um, I don't particularly like that, especially because, you know, I kind of look and act like a straight white man, even though I live, um, live with a dude and, you know, and enjoy the company of men. Um, I, I, I think it's perfectly fine. Like, I think it's fine that a city like Minneapolis is progressive, and I think it's perfectly fine that a that a little town like maybe Anoka, just a couple, you know, half an hour to the north of me, uh, is conservative and and might not want to have um, a, a, a big, you know, sizable LGBTQ population. I don't know what the culture in Anoka is like, but I think that they're within their rights to to do that. Um, and I, I guess I differ from Hoppe a little bit because he he considers the covenant community to be the the sort of um, like you, you need to sign a contract in order to in order to live in this in this conservative or progressive town or whatever. And like you know, I mean, it's a city. It's it's it, the 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 more local the more local the control is, the better. Um, so that's All kind of where this is local. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's where I'm at right now. Like, I, I think that. Um, I think that localism is the solution to most of our problems. Uh, you know, I mean, you were talking earlier about. Um, here we go. Here it comes. We were talking earlier about COVID restrictions and, you know, I mean, if that hadn't been handled at the governor's mansion and if it hadn't been ha handled from the, the podium in the, in the white house, you know, maybe, 
maybe people would have come to different agreements. Maybe they wouldn't have labeled people as essential and non-essential and one size fits all. Um, but, you know, hey, we all know that Rebecca's mom lives with with her. And so why don't we go get their groceries so that, you know, her she doesn't have to go to the grocery store and, and risk getting her mom sick or just whatever. I mean, I, I think that that a local a local self-governing community is far more trusting and functional than a state or even a large city and, and you know, let alone an entire country. So I, I, I guess I've digressed enough to where we are back to the topic that we we're talking about before. And I don't even <laughs> it's okay. question. Sometimes it happens. Um, no, you know, no. I mean, you were talking about having a structured, almost exclusive community based on a shared value set and so forth. Um, you know, and it's okay to have that different from where you presently are living, and then a place over here is different and so forth. And I agree. I agree in 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 most sense with that. I don't think you can legislate it. Um. I believe much more in the individual, like, in, well, individual boycotting, for instance. I don't want to help out with that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be part of that thing. I'm not going to get any benefit from it, but I don't want to be part of it. Uh, and going so far as to, now, mind you, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> but I have no problems with, say, businesses refusing service for whatever reason. An idiot business is going to refuse enough service to put itself out of business, generally speaking. You know, you want to be, you know, but uh, to, to serve people. But you also want to respect your customer, you know. And, and I think we see a lot of people out there who are pushing things, this and that and the other thing. And the only option you really have with it is don't contribute to it. It's the only thing you can really do. Um An ex now, Hopper. I'm not Hopper. I'm not as read up. I think I read something a while ago. Again, when I first started looking at the libertarian angle, um, but I'm not. I'm not f familiar enough to be able to make any comment on him. Uh, as far as 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 being left wing with with being gay, I can I can understand that. I started going to the gay bar at seventeen ish, you know, and. And, uh, you know, snuck in a couple times, went, went, went relatively frequently after 18, just to be in the room with people I thought who were like me. Uh, it, it wasn't even as much with hooking up because back then, trans people, trans people have never really been the, the favorite people in the gay scene. Uh, it's it's a different, you know, and 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 some of the things that gay men have 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 leveled it well, and lesbians level uh, at trans people is you know gay men have told me uh, I'm I'm the ultimate homophobe because I can't accept my own homosexuality so I have to do all these crazy things to make it acceptable for me to be with a guy so I have to you know which which has a valid. I can understand why somebody might think that or say that or something. Why, why can't you just be gay? You know, but it was, you know, but trans is different. Trans is not even a sexuality thing. I don't even think trans belie belongs in this the LBG. These are delineations of sexual expression or feeling or whatever attraction, it is. Attraction. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I believe that attraction is an innate thing in many, many cases. Yes. People can, can can have traumas happen that they develop things different from what they might normally as far as behaviors and sometimes that includes sexual things but generally speaking i think if you're attracted to guys and you're a guy pretty much born that way a lot of them you know uh, lesbians and the same thing uh so i i i look at it as an immutable characteristic and my issue with pride is that if you're proud of an immutable characteristic you're a bigot you know it's it, pride is something that you yourself what have you done what what merit meritous achievement have you have you participated in or something and and what when you were tested and what your medal was and what resulted from that just saying gay pride or trans pride 
How is that different from white pride? You don't get to pick being gay. You don't get to pick being trans. You might pick how you choose to live as, you know, in, in that. But I'm, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of, of, of the whole pride thing. And I think, again, going back to my premise of wanting to eliminate people, <laughs> you know, None of these people out there doing the shit they're doing and showing their tits at the White House and and the grooming stuff. And I'm sorry, I'll say it. And if social media doesn't like it, listen to the Central Park marchers, okay? <laughs> and tell me that's not what it is. You've got people who are who are using a community and dragging it through the mud when a lot of people in this community do not agree with the more recent sort of exposure that it's had. Like you said, you know, you're, you're, you're straight at or straight passing, whatever, you know, it is an old gay friend of mine once said, you are, uh, you know, you're born gay. You're not born nonce or Nancy, you know, it's like, you are who you are to put on the whole, oh, 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 you know, the, the kind of over the top, crazy shit you know that that that's nobody i don't want to see anybody i don't care if you're gay just you know that's the, crazy you know people people and i've always believed in the what we've been told my whole life was we just want to integrate we just want to be and i know for a fact because <laughs> i've been told by people from the organizations who push are pushing all this for me and for you to gain our acceptance by any means necessary, they're, they're, they are pushing the hate that we're getting. Because every one of us that gets beaten up or hurt or something like that is more money they can raise. You know, more, more focus on the cause kind of thing. They love it. They, 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 they don't want, they don't want peace and understanding and and everything and when you said when you said you know they might not want to have a sizable lgbt community i don't care if we have a sizable lgbt lgbt community i want neighbors to respect each other <laughs> i don't care if you're gay i don't care if you're straight if you're an asshole i you know that might not get you you know people liking you in your community and everything like that but what you do behind your doors i don't care Keep it away from my dog, my cat, my kids. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no. Look at what they've done in Europe. Bestiality is legal in Europe. You know, is I it? mean, it I is. I it is. Yes. I'm uh, Spain, to is, that Spain that is just Spain has just legalized it. Harrison. Um. I mean, they were they were lockdowns. They were finding these animals that were coming into vets. That had been, had been, uh, this was happening oh. over there in Europe. And now they've legalized it in a number of countries. It's, it's the most, or, or decriminalized it, whatever it is. And I'm not, I'm not associating that with homosexual, but I'm associating it with these giant umbrellas that are happening now to sort of pull in as many people as possible under this umbrella, us against you. And when I look at the pride flag, what the pride flag means to me is everybody except you, not you, me, not you. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a binding thing. And it goes back to the notion that the pride of an immutable characteristic, if you're proud of being gay, you're proud of being white, you're proud of being tall, you know, you did nothing to get it. It's what you do with it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, I think I think I might differ with you a little bit. Um, so I I used to I used to have that same that same sort of individualist, like I didn't accomplish anything, why should I have pride in it? Uh, sort of attitude. And then I realized that I have a tremendous amount of Texan pride. Like I was born and raised in Texas. And now I live in Minnesota. I've been here for 13 and a half years. Uh, 
And I have a lot of patriotism for Texas. And um, to me, and, you know, I mean, patriotism also for the United States, like I don't have a lot of patriotism. I don't stand for the, for the pledge or, or the national anthem or anything like that. But like, I will, like, I do say the Texas pledge, which most people don't know that Texas has a pledge, but it does. And I'll say it and like, I'll mean it. And, you know, if Texas ever happened and Texas seceded from the union, I would move home in a, in a heartbeat. So, to well, me, no, but, so that's so, not differing from me because I, I would have made the exact same point. I, I'm an American. I'm proud of being an American because that's mm -hmm. a choice. You, you might have been born in Texas, but you choose to be a Texan. And that distinguishes the difference between okay. an immutable characteristic and not. You can be born Texan and go, fuck Texas. I hate it. And I don't want to be sure. a Texan anymore. And you're not a Texan, but you're still gay. I'm still I, could also, I could also stay, I could also stay closeted though. You could, but that's how you choose to, to okay. deal with whatever it is. Are you Those talking about, just say. for clarification, are you talking about like the difference between basically genetics and environment? Like how no. like, immutable would be genetics? Is that where? Okay. I, it, well, in essence, I mean, I think, I think if you are, I think children become aware of their sexuality at a pretty young age. They might not be active in things, but I think they have questions. I think they recognize differences and so forth. So, um, and I don't think it's, it's, I think it's totally logical just from what, what my experience with people has been uh, that you're pretty much born with this. Well, yeah, that's you know? what I mean. So like, and, and so, so you can't, I couldn't biologically go, here's the gay gene, right. you know, but I think if you have a preference to homosexuality or lesbianism, I think that's there innately. Um, yes. So if that's, you know, just part of like who you are and who you were, you know, born mm -hmm. with, but versus like being a Texan, that was your environment and how you grew up and is not necessarily like, you know, it has more to do with your outside influence. And that's, yeah. I guess that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I mean, I see people who leave Texas and go, can't stand being around those rednecks. I'm so glad to be out of there. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and that's great. We're never being, a true Texan. <laughs> well, you know, and that's it. It's a state of mind. Being an American yeah. is a whole state of mind, you know, and you choose to prescribe to it or you choose not to prescribe to it. And I prescribe to it for better or for worse. So, and that's something to be proud of because, or well, not necessarily, some people would say it's not good to be proud of being an American, but, you know, I, it's a choice to align yourself with something versus just you can't change your skin color. You can't this and that and the other thing. You're stuck with certain things. You can choose to not be a Texan and you can go become a Bostonian tomorrow. Right. So, you know, and those are the choices. And if you're proud, proud of your town and proud of your this and proud of the things that have happened, that's great. But being proud of an immutable characteristic is bigotry as far as I'm concerned, because it's no different than saying, oh, I'm gay pride. OK, I'm white pride. Yeah, I'm not going to say that on the podcast. Say <laughs> what? <laughs> um, white pride. I, I was just thinking when he said he was proud of being a Texan, you know, like just because I'm from the South. So, right. you know, there's certain groups of people where I would never be like, well, I'm, I'm Southern pride. Like that just right. saying those two words together mm -hmm. in some people's mm -hmm. mind makes you an automatic racist. Well, yeah. and then you know what you say? The, the, the answer, all you have to give to anybody who ever accuses you – like I said before, projection. These are projections. When somebody calls you these things, they're projecting themselves. They're not happy people. Yeah, but know? they're also blind to their projection. So, you know. Mm, sometimes, you sometimes yeah. I think a lot of them are very aware of what they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, I, I don't like to always just consider people stupid. You know, ignatus vel malum. But there's a, there's a lot of evil out there too. And, and, it's, and it's fear as much as anything. Because the average person, most people. And you see it just because we have society. Most people want to be communal. They want to be mm -hmm. with people. And one of the greatest threats that's always been uh, held over certain people is, you know, excisement, banishment, excommunication, whatever it is. You are now out of the community. So a lot of people will do what the community expects of them for fear of being cast out because that's all they have. They define themselves by their community. Right. And, you know, when I was, I started saying when I was, when I was younger in, in the gay bars and everything, we'd be sitting in there 
And so and people would be talking all the time about out there, those people out there, they want to hurt you. You're only safe in here with us. We're your, we're your true family. Your parents hate you and your parents don't, you know, don't like you and don't respect you. We respect you. We're your family now. And that's not particularly healthy, you know, um, it's, it's, it, it, it borders, I'll say borders to be nice, but it borders on cultish because it creates again, this us and them kind of thing. And it's not a community because, you know, you piss the wrong people off. You get the same shit you do in high school and everything. All many communities are like that, but people are afraid of being pushed out of them. So they'll go along with what is said. I think a lot of people are very aware of what's happening. They're just afraid of being losing everything, losing their family, losing their job. I have a lot of people who say to me, because I, I got friends in all kinds of industries and you know all kinds of places everywhere, and they can't open their mouth about anything. They can't say something. They can't say certain words. If they do, they're out of a job. You know, and they'll write me and personally and go like, so glad you said that because I feel that way, but damn it, I can't say I got to get my tenure, you know? Well, there and, is a certain what a terrible way to live. Well, what a there, terrible way to live. Yeah. There's certain level of that for me. I mean, who's straight, you know, I'm this hat being able to like actually talk about this. I'm like, what am I allowed to say? And what am I not allowed to say? And what is going to, sorry, I'm actually trying to do two things at once, but the, um, you know, there's that element where because I'm um, not gay, that I also am not a lot, you know, I can't talk about things that we're on the same level that you can. Um, and especially not without some sort Shit. of. You're allowed like, to have a feeling on something. Allowed to have a feeling. Yeah, but you are absolutely. You, you, you know, you don't, don't you don't know. Yeah, but you don't know how receptive that's going to be from, you know, your certain crowd or who you, the people that you're talking to. Just, I don't know. It's, it's the culture has made it that way today. Uh, it doesn't make it right, but. Well, we've, we've made the culture. Oh, no, I think we lost. We've oh. made the culture. And frankly, I think because we, we didn't push back, a, we didn't speak up when we should have spoken up. You know, a lot of people, again, it's the go along to get along thing. You don't want to start a fight with somebody. You know what? It's not that big a deal. I'll back off. It's okay. And next thing you know, they, it's give an inch, take a mile kind of thing. The next time, it, it's called the paradigm. And if you if you create the paradigm where you're always going to, whenever it comes time to 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 compromise on something, you're always the one making the compromise. That's the paradigm. And you're yeah. going to get backed into a corner at some point. You know, sooner or later, you have to go, you know what, let's just have a very basic understanding, a basic framework that we're working in here. Under 18, leave them home. You know, this is this is and whatever your point of view on on kids and drag and all this kind of stuff is. What matters is that there are a lot of people out there who are not happy about this. And. And you're and, and 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 you've got now you have more traditional communities like in Detroit and, and elsewhere where you have people who are still very religious, very family based, this and that and the other thing. And they're starting to go, hey, we don't want this stuff around here either. Now, that lends to your your notion a little bit, maybe where you've had people saying we're not going to fly the pride flag uh, in our town on, on public space. You can still do it in private space. Uh, and private balconies and so forth, but public lands, we're not going to put it up. We're not, you know, that was a, a community decision, I suppose, that was made. Is is that the kind of community decision that you're talking about, that they had the right to do that, so they they did that? You know, yeah, what, I, you yeah, know what I'm totally, talking about, right? Totally, yeah. The, the town in, in Michigan that is yeah. uh, this basically uh, heavily, heavily populated by uh, Muslims. Lebanese, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally an example of what I was talking about. I think, uh, before we, before we run out of time, I do want to, I do want to talk about one thing that, um, uh, has been on my mind for a while and you, you've kind of touched on it a couple of times. It's the merging of the counterculture with the culture. Uh, you know, the, the civil rights, the civil rights movement was on net a good thing. You know, we should not be bigoted against black people, obviously. And the fact that we're bigoted against anybody. Yeah. It's, it's a stain on our history that we were so, uh, so 
divided by race. But the civil rights movement then morphed into the gay rights movement. And the the really cool thing about gay people, um, especially, you know, pre-acceptance of gay people, is that they were the counterculture. They were the artists, they were the they were the the, the hairdressers, they were the the actors, the, the you know, the, there's just all these things. They were the drag queens um that you know ordinary normal people didn't really find success in and they weren't talented at. Um yeah. and 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 that's great, but also like they were doing and still do do uh pretty anti-social things you know i mean sexual promiscuity is fun and it feels good but it's not great for society it's not great for the species for you know everyone to be having sex with people of the same sex that they can't breed with etc um and when that kind of thing is going on underground in a counterculture it totally makes sense like that's what counterculture is all about um they're the ones who are out committing sin and moving the moving the needle a little bit um uh, in, a, in, in a progressive way, but when the but when the the counterculture gets completely subsumed in it and and accepted by the regular culture, those those gay people who just wanted to assimilate that you mentioned earlier, and the gay people who are in the counterculture, uh, all of a sudden become part of the same quote unquote community by default, and that's where that's where you start seeing the culture itself become an antisocial institution, and. And that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, I mean, there's there's no reason parents should be bringing their kids to, like, you know, I've been to a lot of drag shows. I've been to, and I think drag's funny. Well, they're and doing it to be cool. And my, like, my parents, my parents took me to see The Birdcage when I was in fifth grade. And like, you know, I mean, it didn't like storm me for life or anything like that. And it's fine. And it's a movie and it's funny. Drag is not like in inherently sexual. Yeah, but they weren't showing genitals right. in the movie. Right, either. exactly, exactly. It wasn't it was situational comedy. It wasn't, yeah, it was it was a comedy, exactly. Um and and on top of that, even if even if the majority of the drag shows that are admitting kids uh are completely clean and non-sexual, there's still the the fact that now rather than just like parents taking their kids something fun, it's a political act. And mm -hmm. that politicization of things of just basic, you know, day-to-day -day stuff that you do in your life is what really, really destroys a culture and destroys a society. And I think that it's intentional. Like, Oh, it is. It, it, it's, oh, it's, it absolutely is. It's the exact same thing as the lockdowns. Like it's all, it's all, it's all kind of one thing that. Yeah. It's multi-pronged. You yeah, can go exactly. in, it's, it's a hydra, it, but it's like a, a quintuple hydra. It, it, it's got so many heads all moving towards one direction. And and all just kind of scooping along like a like a sidewalk sweeper, just getting everything just but but it's all being put into that one hose going up to the gas chamber. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, it's 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 just it's you look. I keep saying it. I'll say it for the last time. I promise. Is if you look at the end result of every arc and curve that we're on, it leads to fewer people, mm -hmm. and there's no way that that's oh, not yeah. an accident. That's I just no way mentioned that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, no. But I didn't even realize it. Oh, are, oh no, 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 no. But I've been saying this forever. Depopulation yeah. is is the plan, and and people are starting to, they're starting to kind of go. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, you know. And and it's 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 again. I'm not trying to get into whole conspiracy theories and everything like that. But our forefathers had. Storm sellers and beat sellers and this and that and they and mm -hmm. they they prepared for times they knew how to deal with times when things were rough and so forth. We've been fed and and primped up and made so dependent on the system. We're getting to the point now where all you got to do is flip a light switch, and we can't talk, we can't communicate, we can't go anywhere, we can't anything like that. And that's. That's scary. Maybe not for some of us who plan for these things, but I mean, imagine the other people who have not planned for these things and what are they going to do when all of this happens? What happens when they wake up and go, wait a minute, you mean they don't support me? You know, they don't, they don't. They're using all these people. It's the saddest thing in the world. And if you've read history, if you've looked at any of this stuff, you can see the progress, progress and, and the progression of 
I mean, I don't understand, for instance, in a, in a lot of the gay memes I've seen around, you know, the le- love is love. And the, how come this? How come this? Why do we have the. Oh, the fist. Yeah. The fi- the you know, fist. What, well, what does that have to do with being gay? You know, the, the new pride flag where they've in- injected race into the pride flag. I mean, like the rainbow what? was supposed to mean the rainbow was supposed to mean like everybody's welcome. Like we're 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 all we're all like yeah, everybody you know. except you. And that's right. what that's yeah. what the flag means. Everybody but you. Yeah. That's what this flag is. I find it one of the most incredible hate symbols I've ever seen in yeah. my life. It really it's a hate symbol at this point because it is it's meant to divide. Right. And then people say, oh, well, I don't relate to the American flag because of its terrible history. That's great. But when you've lived in the rest of the world and you see it in comparison to the United States, you realize we're a pile of shit too, right? But we're still the best pile of shit. We, we get the most flies to our pile of shit than anybody else. And that's got to count for something. But once we go away, there is no other culture. No other culture on the planet, no other country, no other people on the planet that has ever truly been free. Everybody has been ruled. And we're heading towards that ruling class now in this country. It's already here. But we we are still, at least our generation, was instilled with the notion that we are free. We're free-range Americans. We can say what we want. We can do what we want. We can defend ourselves. We, we, we are able to operate on our own devices for our own purposes. People in the world don't get to do that. You know, at the end of the day, there's always somebody breathing down their neck, a bureaucracy or a government or something, or their neighbors, whatever it is. You know, we can be what we want to be in this country. And I want to see that stick around for a while. I don't want to tear that down. And unfortunately... People doing this, they want to tear it down. Uh, you, I've back in New York. I I, I went to the uh, uh, the LGBT center and listened to people talk. And you know, you'd go to these trans exclusive events and so forth. And I heard I heard hate. I heard violent rhetoric, and I heard a, a commitment destruction and destroying the country. I asked after being told for about 90 minute talk one time uh, where they literally spoke about harming people. I don't want to get anything kicked off here, but harming people and taking their children and raising them in a certain way for our future safety. And I raised my hand at the end of this and I go, how does this help us to integrate? Cause I'm integrated. <laughs> I got great life. I, I don't hang out in anywhere. I just, I have my job. Everybody's cool with me. Never had a problem. How does this help us to integrate? And the answer I got from the speaker from the largest LGBT advocacy group on the planet looks me in the face and the room explodes cheering. Says, we don't want to integrate. We want to burn it down and start over. I don't know what this has to do with LGBT, but that's not, <laughs> you know, and now, a couple of years later, we look at what's going on in society. We look at how this stuff is being thrust out there. And especially somebody like me, trans person, I acknowledge biology. I get biology. I, I get science. I trust the science. I am not a natural woman. I will never be a natural woman. I'll never get all the way there. I'm something else, whatever that is, you know, but I accept it. And I'm not going to try and and there are some women's spaces that I occupy for either safety or for convenience. But there's some women's spaces I would never think of occupying. It would never occur to me to do that. That's just an asshole. <laughs> not for nothing. But I mean, and all these people who go and 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 commit these acts that make us look like idiots. That doesn't help me at all. That makes people angry at me. You know, and they come to me like I'm the answer grape and go, how come, what's going on with this? And I'm going, I know, I don't like it either. But, you know, and so we're individuals. I don't like the whole community cult. We're part of this thing. One of us, one of us, one of <laughs> No, it's, that's scary stuff. And, and I would think as libertarians too, you want to be able to be unique, special, individual 
this is how I feel and so forth. And, you know, right. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So we have to, we do have to cut it, cut it around now, but I would like to end on a happy note or at least yeah. an optimistic one. Why don't you give us your biggest white pill? I don't have one of those. Oh, what damn. I have. All right. What I no, what I what <laughs> I do know. have is it a black pill? <laughs> don't fear anything. It's it's what is supposed to happen. Just don't hate people. That's it. Number one, don't hate people. Don't be afraid of what may happen to you. Just always try and do the right thing. Because it's whatever happens. Whatever happens, it's going to happen, and you're going to have very little control over it. So just maintain your own stuff and, and uh, you know, be honest, keep your eyes open, everything. I can't, I can't name a, a, a pill of any, of any kind. I think as humans, we're going to get beyond this. This is, this is a speed bump, you know. Some of us will get there. Some of us won't get there. You know, do what you can to get us there, you know, right. and don't be afraid of tripping along the way. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Dinesh. Sorry. No, it's fine. We both just kind of thanked her and uh, yeah. said goodbye at the same time. All right, cool. Well, it was nice to meet you and good talking to you. Uh, yeah. Rebecca, do you have any parting Thanks for words? having me. Um, visit lpmn.org if you want to join the party. Um, donations, information, any of that kind of stuff. So just throw it out there that that is usually available. Um, and that's how you find us. So All right. awesome. thank you very much. Thanks. See you all later. See you guys later. <laughs>